then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to Our Manifestation Journey. My name is Mickey. I usually host this podcast with my sister, Sam. We are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. Um, So this episode, no doubt you clicked on it from the title if you know who these ladies are. Uh, We have both ladies, lovely ladies from the podcast, Almost 30. Almost 30 is a top wellness podcast, spirituality podcast, lifestyle podcast, and inspirational podcast for women. Above all, Almost 30 is a space where you can come as you are, feel welcomed, supported, and learn more about the topics that fuel your conscious evolution. Their mission is to inspire and empower you while still keeping it grounded and fun. Since launching their podcast in 2016, Krista and Lindsay have hosted retreats, toured internationally, opened a beautiful office in LA that has been featured in many magazines, um, and even started Podcast Pro, a program designed to help others build and grow their podcast. Taken from their website, and I quote, at almost 30, we make magic. We dream it and then do it together every day, reinventing what's possible for women all over the world. So I want to give a little quick story. Well, actually, first I want to mention how I'm doing this, this bio by myself. Um, So Sam has, it's actually really, really exciting because Sam has her personal business host to host has really started to take off. Um, When this podcast airs, Sam will be on a plane flying to Australia to kick off her uh, signature tour for host to host. So you'll be listening to just me for a little bit, which is kind of scary for me. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but it's a little bit exciting. Um, So she's going to check into the show when she can. Um, You know, we have like, you know, an idealistic schedule that of course we'd love for her to keep to, but you know, it, it can be sort of touch and go because she's going to be out there, um, you know, trying to get a hold of Wi-Fi and like, you know, we just we can't predict what what her situation is going to be like. So she'll check in with us if she can. But otherwise, we just wish her well on her exciting journey in Australia. Um, and I'm going to take this time to introduce you to the ladies, Krista and Lindsay. Um, if you haven't heard of them already, I'll I'll be shocked if you haven't. Um I actually first heard of Almost 30 when Catherine Zinkina, Manifestation Babe, screenshotted an episode of theirs and shared it and said how much she loved listening to it. And so I hadn't heard of them before and I started listening. Um, And then the first episode that I heard was actually the one on the mother wound, um, which I sent to a bunch of my girlfriends. I can uh, link that one in the show notes because it's it's such an amazing episode. If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't heard of the mother wound, um, listen to this episode because it's a bit of a game changer. Um, And then this past fall, um, they were doing a, uh, what do you call it? A promotion for a, um, a program that they were running and it was their accelerator program for existing podcasts. And so they had a a free, um, session that you could go to kind of understand what it's all about. Um, and of course it just like, it definitely spoke to me and I was like, all right, like if we're invested in this podcast, we got to sign up with these ladies. So, um, it was called the accelerator, the podcast accelerator. And we spent, I believe it was six weeks, um, with a bunch of other beautiful women, uh, in this space and all of them, um, 
uh, working on improving and launching, uh, maybe just reinventing, maybe not launching. I don't know if some of them actually were, but you know, putting them on the right foot to launch their podcast and put it in, you know, the, the, the direction that's best suited for their show. Um, so this accelerator program was absolutely incredible. We learned so much um, and it gave us kind of that that energy, that momentum to really hit the ground running in January of this year um, and put together like a proper schedule and like really take this show seriously. They gave us all of the support. They were so amazing. Um, and it gave us an opportunity to meet them, which was really nice because when you see, you know, someone on the other side, so to speak, um, of where you want to be and exemplifying what's possible for you, it's just really, really exciting to kind of meet them firsthand and get, gain all of their wisdom and their support. And they were just so, so lovely. Um, so that brings us to having them on our show, which was such an honor. Like these women did it, you know, like they, they took the leap and they kept going on this, this journey, um, and have been able to manifest such a beautiful life for themselves and help a ton of women in the process, which of course is our goal, not just women, people, <laughs> I guess I should say. Um, so yeah, I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation. It was really beautiful. It was such an honor to be in the presence of such pros um, in the podcast space and to have their support, but just gaining a little bit of insight in who they are and what their journey's been like. Um, they're just so insightful and so grounded, and it was really such a pleasure having them on the show. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. And without further ado, here is Krista and Lindsay from Almost 30. You, yes, you. We heard you. Did you just talk to your phone while listening to this episode? Yeah, we hear that a lot. So we've decided to do something about it. You are formally invited to join the official OMJ community, a place where you can meet up with other OMJ listeners to talk about the latest episode, celebrate what you are manifesting, ask questions, and engage with other woo-woo enthusiasts. Mickey and I realize we have each other to bounce all these juicy ideas about the universe, vibration, law of attraction, aha moments, and so much more, which adds to our increasing momentum. And we want that for you too. Apply to the private group on Facebook today by answering a few short questions and surround yourself with like-minded individuals who want to manifest their dream lives too. In this free group, you will also get first access to our private events, including our monthly online container called OMJ Engagements. Here we will host group coaching calls, guest speaker events, and whatever we feel inspired to support you with that month. We are ready to take our relationship to the next level. Come join us and our listeners in the amazing OMJ community. We can't wait to see you in there. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. We are your hosts. My name is Mickey. And my name is Sam. And we have some guests on the show today that um, they're kind of like icons <laughs> in the podcasting world. And I mean, I can't even explain how honored I am to have them on the show. You guys know who it is by now, but um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Krista and Lindsay from Almost 30. Wow. We, we feel so honored to have you here. Thank you. 
We're so excited. And it's so good to have our podcast accelerator grads and do an interview with you. It was so beautiful to have you in the program. You guys were so special and your relationship so special. So we're excited to dig in on the pod. Yeah, we're so excited too. <laughs> um, okay. So my first question for you guys is I want to hear all about the the almost 30 journey. Yes. Because a lot of our listeners, they have an idea of something maybe they want to start or try. And the whole point of our podcast is to encourage people to step into their light, step into their calling, follow their journey and see where their leads, where that leads. And you guys are such a beautiful example of what that can look like. So if you could tell us a little bit about your background, your story, like how Almost 30 came to be for mm -hmm. particularly if some of our listeners don't listen to your show, I feel like a lot of them do. Um, but for the ones that don't like introduce us to you and, and your show. Awesome. Um, well, I'm Lindsay and yeah, you know, Almost 30 was something that really landed in Krista and I's lap as a result of meeting during this period of transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. So if any of your listeners out there are kind of going through this transition, then you know there's lots of fears and doubts and just like these personal reckonings that come up because, you know, we've spent 20 plus years of our lives being told so many things about how we should live, how we should be, who we should be, and kind of looking outside of ourselves for the answers. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know about you, but I was never really taught to look inward for like the mm -hmm. big answers in my life. And so when Krista and I met, we were about 27 or so. And both of us were going through multiple, you know, transitions in our lives. We had, she had just moved to LA from New York. I had moved to LA about a year and a half prior. Um, she was going through some health issues. I was also kind of beating up my body through my work and just lifestyle choices. I was going through relationship transitions and it all just felt overwhelming. We felt like we should have more answers and know-how about what to do. We really felt lost. We didn't know what our purpose was in life. And so through our conversations, you know, I just felt, and both of us really felt comfort. We felt this sense of peace, this connection that felt like the start of something, whether it was in our personal lives and then it turned into career, but it was, it was more so just like, wow, like we're having these deep conversations and I'm actually feeling better. I'm feeling more clear and being more inquisitive in this way, curious in this way is actually really beneficial. And so Krista came to me one day, uh, we were sitting at Bulletproof Coffee on Main Street in Santa Monica. And she's like, do you think we could start a podcast? And she had been a big fan of podcasts. I hadn't listened to a podcast cam candidly, <laughs> but I'm always down to try something new and create something new. So I was like, yeah, let's try it. I have no idea how, but you know, I have this skill and that skill. You have this skill and that skill. Let's bring it together and just start. You know, that's, that's kind of the first thing we can commit to doing. So we did, we started on our closet floors, recording conversations onto this like $15 Amazon recorder. Um, we would like definitely, um, lose oxygen as we were recording in the closet next to, uh, her now husband's like gym sneakers and it was dark. <laughs> we couldn't see each other. 
but we started recording and that was the beginning. We did that for seven months. And then, you know, we launched almost 30 September, 2016. It really started as these very, very raw, real conversations about life and dating and health. And, um, yeah, we just followed our curiosities. It's definitely evolved since then, you know, now we're kind of more in the space of spirituality and self-development. Um, but yeah, it, it really was this, big, big entity that came to us and was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to start here. And, um, you have each other to lean on through this process and, you know, be sure to trust yourselves as you say yes to the the next best step. And that's what we did. And now it's six and a half years later. Wow. It's amazing. Let's hear Krista's perspective on it. Yeah, it was one of those things, you know, I think in life, you always want to do the right thing at the right time. And there's so much a timing thing. There's so much a collaborator thing. There's so much uh, having all the mistakes and failures prepare you for the thing. And that's what I felt like it was for me. You know, I had been in the corporate world. I had jumped around to different jobs that I never felt really good at, where I felt like I was like exiling parts of myself and I couldn't be myself. And I had tried to be a soul cycle instructor, you know, unsuccessfully. And so that was another career I tried. I tried blogging unsuccessfully. I tried all these different things. So when I found Lindsay, it was like the one thing I was actually doing from my soul and the one thing I was actually doing without expectation of the outcome. You know, the other things were like, I want to be this because of this. I want to be this because of this. I want to, you know, be a soul cycle instructor because then I will be able to do this. But really, I was just like, I just want to create with this person. I just want to go deep with this person. I want to do this even if we never made any money and even if, you know, nothing came out of it. And so it was the thing that was really the most from the heart. And that's what it's really taught me is that it's super cliche. And as someone that has had a really hard time finding my path, I totally understand that when someone's telling you that it's like, yeah, easy for you to say, you know, but it's true when you're doing something from your soul and from that manifestation point of your soul rather than your ego, really, really beautiful things happen. And it doesn't mean that the journey isn't hard. It doesn't mean that it gets perfect. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have failures along the way, but it means that you will be doing something for you. And that's when really beautiful, powerful things happen. Mm, Yeah. That's such a good point. That's the love frequency. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's like that, that's the most powerful. The frequency. Yeah, exactly. You know, Abraham Hicks talks a lot about that. She talks about being in the vortex. And really that's what I've seen a lot of my amazing friends and community do is when they're in their joy and when they're in their, um, you know, highest alignment, they're really in that vortex where they're calling everything in very easily, where everything's happening easily. And it's hard. You know, there's a lot of programming that we have to get through. There's a lot of limiting beliefs we have to get through. There's a lot of subconscious reprogramming we have to do. There's a lot of journaling. There's a lot of work. But once you sort of fine tune your vortex and really focus on being in your joy as much as possible, really beautiful things can happen. Yeah. It's so, that is so true. And that honestly is part of the that our manifestation journey, that's what we've been documenting, right? Because <laughs> in the beginning, like like you guys, we started on my bed with a recorder um, that my husband got me for Christmas. Like, you know, it was just like this rinky-dink operation. Um, but we just started. Mm-hmm. And it was in that exact same space, like in that exact same space of, I don't know, like, we'll <laughs> see, this is fun. And I enjoy this. And for such a long period of time, it was just when we felt like it. Mm-hmm. It would just, we would just record when we that's felt right. like it. Yeah. We didn't do like, a schedule. Um, obviously since taking your course, uh, things have changed a little bit. Um, 
<laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, like that, that energy of doing it just because we genuinely enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then we'd, we'd start talking to people, people that were tuning in that we didn't even realize were tuning in too. That's always fun. When you bump into someone, they're like, oh yeah, I heard this on your podcast. You're like, what? Like you're listening. Oh, cool. But like, as we've started to evolve in our journey, more and more people are, have been coming and saying like, they're inspired by it or something that we did inspired them to make a difference or take a certain path. And then that's when it's kind of like, okay, like this is helping people. Like it's something like this is in in of service because it is inspiring others to embark on their manifestation journey and like consciously manifest, take steps that consciously help them achieve their desires and their dreams and design their life exactly the way they want it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it can be slow, like you said. Oh yeah. And I think it's an interesting reframe when you think about finding your joy or finding your alignment first and then finding out how you can be of service with it. Because Mm -hmm. I think for so long, so many of us are taught like find ways to be of service, find ways to be of service. And Mm -hmm. that's very important. Being of service is very important, but also it's not sustainable unless you're in your joy and you're in your alignment when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I found like that with almost 30, where it was always our mission to help people feel less alone and to support them in their evolution. But it was really a support for me first. It was really a support for Lindsay first. It was really a resource and way for us to support ourselves in our evolution. And now our mission is so much bigger than that, but always coming back to the self in a way where it's not being selfish, but it's being sustainable. It's being mindful. And you're not really losing yourself in like a martyr complex or losing yourself within, you know, doing something that might not be aligned for you because you feel like you have to, or you feel like, you know, you're responsible for other people's healing. Right. I feel like if you lived in that energy consistently, there'd be a lot of resentment. Like, I don't feel like I would want to show up as my best self if I was just like, you know, feeling that martyr complex. Like that doesn't sound fun to me at all. (laughs) So you're right. And pain when you over identify with what you do for quote work, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like this over identification. If something goes wrong, then you feel like, ashamed or you're bad, Mm -hmm. or it says something about who you really are as a person. And so to bring in that, that idea um, or commitment to service, it really, it kind of brings you out of the ego a little bit, you know, and it really like pulls tugs on the soul to like lead you within, within business, which I feel like, you know, most of the time we try to do. Yeah. That will. And that's, I think the key missing, it's the missing key from a lot of people's businesses is not leading from that soul led place versus what they should do funnels. I don't know. I don't know business stuff, but like, (laughs) I know funnels is a business word. Um, but like, you know, the things that the masculine things, the masculine energy that you need to step into, which some of that stuff obviously is very crucial and important. You need to follow through with those intuitive nudges, but you need the intuitive nudges first, right? You need to understand and feel into like what's next that's going to be best for you in the what does abraham call it it's like the the shortcut right to your path alignment to least resistance. path of least resistance thank you sam love all these fun terms um do you have a question no i do okay. but if you have a question you, you can, can go i'll go after well so you started on your you know in the closet floor where are you now like what are your lives like now because for us from our perspective it's like oh wow like they they've made it to the other side and i know once you've you're on the top of the mountain that's this the base of the next mountain you have to climb but from our perspective again it's like oh my you're gosh you're where we want to be this is like our, <laughs> you're a real podcast yeah 
<laughs> yeah. You know, like what, so what's it like what's over that? that? What's that like the manifestation side? Yeah. I'm sure we both have, have thoughts on this. It's, you know, we're really proud. You know, I have to like consciously remind myself on a weekly basis of like, wow, you know, like I'm really proud of our team. I'm really proud of the life that we are able to live because of how we've set up our business, our schedules, proud of the guests that we can welcome to the show, proud that we can be ourselves um, every time that we get behind the mic. Um, But, you know, there's that human aspect of just, you know, wanting more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really like deeply wanting to explore the self through this this medium and this path. And with that comes, you know, let's see how many people we can reach because to think about more people um, listening to this information and these conversations that lights me up and, you know, let's see if we can increase the amount of revenue we make next year, you know, like really owning that we get to do what we love to do and, in exchange, make money and create a life we love and invest in companies we love and give back and reinvest into our company. So um, I feel like there is always more. And I really appreciate you saying that. And I do feel like we are no longer kind of reaching outside of ourselves to like be anything that we're not, but we're always together and personally just you know, thinking about, okay, what is the next Mm -hmm. expanded version of this expression within almost 30 individually as a team? And I think that's, that's felt really healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, when I hear that, it's always one of those things where you're like, you're so stuck in your own experience of looking at the person ahead of you that you're like, what are you talking? You're like, what are you talking about? I just, I just, you know, answered an annoying email and I just did this, you know, you just kind of get so stuck and that's what's so powerful about the human mind, but also so crazy because we just get used to our new environment and, you know, you kind of forget how far you've come. And I'm sure so many people in your audience have forgotten how far they've come, you know, and if you can think about the person four years ago or two years ago or a year ago, I'm sure you're making them very, very, very proud. And I'm so proud of our success and what we've done. Um, But I think, I still have to work on not getting caught up in comparison and not getting caught up in, you know, they're further ahead of us or they've done more than us or, you know, so from every interview that we've done or from some of the really big ones, we've had conversations offline with really powerful, influential people. And I know that they also compare and they also look at the person ahead of them. Even as as an example, Mel Robbins, who was on our podcast, was even talking about She's like, you know, me, I have my books, I have my programs, and I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I never have. And she's like, I'm always looking at everyone else in my space and they're doing podcasts successfully and I'm not and all these things. And it was a really human moment of someone that feels very far in their career, comparing herself to other people in her career who all have podcasts and who all have these you know, standing parts of their business where she feels intimidated. And I think we can all really relate to that where we feel like we're intimidated to go for it, or we feel like we compare or we feel like we're not enough. So it's like trying to figure out how you can check in with that and just be mindful so you can celebrate your wins and then also make sure you have the motivation to continue to move forward. Yeah. I really love that you're saying this, Krista, because I 
this is going to be my next question. There's this, I, I have found so far with us, there's like this barrier. There's this like this resistance that comes up when you know you're you're doing things that are you haven't done before or that they will level you up, but you're just you're finding so much resistance in that and moment. Easily finding excuses yes. or yeah, yeah, finding reasons not to do it. Find, yeah, you just feel like this is just too uncomfortable for me to push through and I'm gonna avoid it or whatever. So you know, seeing your progress, seeing your success, it's like they, you, you have evidence to show that you've pushed through those, those really hard times, right? Like that's clear, like that's what you've done. So what can you say? Like, what's something that does help you get through those moments? Yeah. I'm, I'm witnessing this kind of experience happen in real time with myself and even with someone I'm very close to. It's very scary to be on the precipice of really powerful transformational growth. You know, it's something that our brain often brings us back to the feeling of fear and the feeling of loss of safety and the feeling of being alone. And our brain can really play tricks on us to try and keep us where we are and try and keep us in the similar state. So I very much relate. It happens to me all the time. And I always try to bring loving awareness. And I think that's the very first tip um, is through meditation, I'm able to cultivate, you know, what is called loving awareness. And that's really where you're able to witness yourself and say, Ooh, you know, I'm noticing myself avoiding the hard conversations, avoiding the hard things. I'm putting the most important thing at the least or at the bottom of my list, or I'm making myself busy with a bunch of other things and I'm not actually doing the thing that I need to do mm. or yeah. I'm numbing out. You know, I'm finding myself scrolling when I know I have this thing that I want to bring into the world or whatever it is, you know, really noticing yourself and being a witness to yourself and watching and observing yourself is really the greatest thing you can do in your life in general, because then you're able to see your patterns and what's keeping you small and what's keeping you from doing the thing. And I think that's my my biggest thing is being like, oh, look at me, you know, having fun with it. Like, oh, look at me. I've completely made plans with my friends all week so that I didn't do the actual thing that I know my heart wants to do. And I know is going to be good for my future. And I know is going to bring me closer to my dream life. Or I'm noticing myself completely doing all these other tasks, these small things. I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing laundry when I have this thing on my to-do list that I'm completely avoiding. Or, you know, I should be having this hard conversation with someone in my life, but I'm just kind of maybe mm. seeing if it will happen later. I'm just kind <laughs> of moving and grooving through my day and just, you know, maybe this thing will be better. And there's a lot of things that we can do with that. So having loving awareness and being a witness to yourself is really, really powerful. And that's where you sort of rewrite the programming. You know, that's where you sort of catch and you say, oh, here I am doing that again. I'm bringing loving, loving awareness to it. And how can I choose something different? How can I choose to be like, hey, I'm going to do that thing right now. It's going to happen right now. And there's also a thing about doing things right now. And yeah. you know, there's a thing about timing and there's a thing about waiting and there's a thing about patience and there's a thing about the right time, but then there's also doing things right now. And there's some things that you have to wait for the right time, but then there's also doing it right now. You know, that yeah. thing, that annoying thing on your to-do list. I have this like parking ticket I need to pay. Every day, <laughs> like, parking ticket, parking ticket. It will take me two minutes to pay this. And yeah, then- right. it's from yeah. my life. We all have those things. Like how, what can you do right now in this moment to support yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's so helpful. I recently read the 12 week year hmm. and it was talking about this, like these focus, like these, 
like really honing in on the things that you want to accomplish and like getting laser focused on it. And it's like, you have to the end of this day to get it done. And you're like, right. Like they just kind of like <laughs> make you do it. They're like, write it down, you know? Like, and it's it that, that structure that you put it in place for yourself is I've noticed even in this year, even with what we're doing here with our podcast, it's like, okay. Like we I have deadlines for ourselves right, and we meet yeah, them today. Cool. Like what are you doing today? No more putting it off. What you, it's really, that's really helpful. And just noticing like the mental hurdles, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like that's like what I've been noticing so much about myself where I will have a mental hurdle. I'll have a thought or a belief about this thing that I have to do. And I really have to check myself and ask, is this true? Like, do you have, to your point, do you have evidence that this is true? And most of the time it's like, no, I don't. But like, I've created kind of this drama in my head that I'm believing and going along with. And all of a sudden I feel it in my body and I'm stressed out and I'm avoiding it or I'm stressed out about it. And to Krista's point, like some of the most powerful trust building exercises I've been able to do with myself for that relationship between me and me is just like, do it without thinking, like just (laughs) like imagine myself being thrown into it, whether it is writing the email. And then I'm starting to write the email. I'm like, this is not that bad. Right. Okay. This is like, I'm doing it (laughs) or having that hard conversation. I mean, I was thinking in the shower this morning, I was like, wow, like, you know, Kristen and I have hard conversations kind of on the regular. Sometimes it's annoying because I'm like, when do we have a week when we don't have a hard conversation? But no longer am I getting all worked up about it. Like she and I will connect, you know, we have more tools, we have more ways to kind of like ground Mm. and just kind of regulate and be clear. Mm. And that's been a practice of like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Mm. So yeah, for me, it's just been about like, noticing the mental hurdles I create for myself Mm -hmm. and how much more stress and drama that brings when it's really not necessary. It's all about that meaning you make, right? Mm -hmm. The meaning you make of anything that happens. And like that, that thought that the past doesn't exist. It's just the creation of the memory inside your head that exists, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? The only thing that exists is right now. Technically the future doesn't exist. The past doesn't exist. It's Mm -hmm. just a creation in your mind of what did happen. And then you make stories on that, that create your future, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the, the Joe Dispenza spiel. (laughs) You know, we had her on the podcast and it's, it is crazy when you think about it because it's like the past isn't really real in a lot of senses. And we always have our lens on it. You know, the person that you were creates the lens the energy that was around you creates the lens, your stories create the lens. So it's like, and I don't know. Yeah. It's very wild to think about, you know, it's kind of like makes you feel a little wobbly. If you're like, there is no past, then who am I? Empowering and can be really scary at the same time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Were you going to go with something else? No. No. Okay. Um, So I'm actually just curious. This is just a curiosity question for me. What are your um, human design types? Yes, I've been talking about this recently because I was just in Ibiza with Jenna 
Um, and Jenna Zoe is our reader. She was on the podcast like five years ago. She read our chart, you know, for the first time, which was amazing. So I'm a projector. I'm a two four. I was gonna guess that. I'm a two four too. Are yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah. I feel like I know a lot about human design, but I also don't. Even with astrology, I'm like I kind of know and I kind of don't. But yes, I do feel like understanding being a projector and now understanding being a two four. And now I'm also doing like the right cross of rulership, like that kind of mm, stuff. And the wow. is really the gene keys, which is basically based off of human design um, brought through by someone else. Book has been really crazy. Okay. Cool. I'm interested in that. What's it called? Yeah, it. It's called the gene keys. G-E-N-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll be looking into that for sure. I'm a two, four projector. Yes. Crazy. Yes. So cool. Okay, cool. What about you? Yeah. Me? Uh, I am a four, six generator. Cool. That's a perfect balance. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we're finding out. Super nice balance. Yeah. I am a manifesting generator, five, one Mm -hmm. emotional authority. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Krista and I work really, really well together as far as our human designs go, especially in business. Yeah. Well, that, that sacral energy, right. That the projector can latch onto and like feed off of, like, that's why we work really well together. And I find that I'm in my head a lot. Like the only two areas I have to find are my crown and my uh, third eye. So I'm like constantly up here. Like, I'm just like thinking things through, thinking things through. And Sam's like, so when are you going to do the thing? And I'm like, right, I have to do the thing. And like, you know, she's on her laptop, like energy all day. I'm tapped out after like two hours. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go lay down, have a nap. (laughs) I've shared all my genius. This is all I can do. Yeah. Like I'm like, and sometimes I can keep going. Like there are days where that's just the way the schedule lands and I can make it happen, but then I'm like beat for like three days. Wow. <laughs> like a mess. Um, yeah, I love that. I just love, I think your show has been one of the kind of leading um leading shows, leading podcasts that have opened people up to this being kind of a natural part of life. Like it's mm-hmm. so easy. I feel like we're just in this world of spirituality and energy and Reiki and human design. And then I go out to like the supermarket and I realize all of these people around me don't think about this at all, like ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of them do. Maybe that's a sweeping generalization, but I feel like the majority of the public is not like, I'm really sensing the energy of the person behind me right now. Like, they're not, like really involved with it. Um, so my question is like, have you guys found anything even in, even recently, but any modalities or anything that really kind of shift shifted the game for you or um, kind of changed your perspective in a way? I'm sure there's been lots of moments. Is there anything coming up recently? Maybe people, something that people haven't heard of? Hmm. We've got our like tried and true things that people have probably heard of. One of those things for me is breath work. Um, oh yeah. The kind of breath work, like holotropic breathing where, you know, you can really reach this um, altered state without any drugs or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's really, it helps to dissolve or at least temporarily dissolve parts of the ego and just really see and feel things more. So feel things, um, more clearly and in a, in a way that, that is more true where it doesn't have the stories and the beliefs and, you know, 
what I make of it layered on top. It's just like very pure. So I really love that practice. It's a practice, one of those practices that you will resist. Like I still resist it, even though every time I do it, I'm like, oh my God, why don't I do this every day? <laughs> why don't I do it every day? Cause like, I mean, yeah. you know, I it's, a lot. it's a lot, time, but it's, it's a lot. So yeah. Yeah, but that is one that is free that anyone can do. I definitely recommend, you know, being guided at least for your first, you know, few times because there are some physical reactions that can be a bit jarring. Um, But it's been a really, really beautiful one to just like remember, Mm -hmm. remember who I am. I love that. Mm -hmm. How often do you do it? Just gotta go. Okay. Yeah, lately, lately I've been doing it because um, we've been actually, it's been a theme like in membership and in sacredness of being single program. So I've been actually on a once a week okay. hit tip, um, yeah. but that's not normal. So mm. um, once a week is what I try to do, but twice a month would be kind of more average for me. Cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you say that about you know, we're so used to the tools and the resources and the conversation. I think it's so true. And then I also think about, you know, my time growing up in Ohio and being in the corporate world. And although people don't consciously know really about the language and the terminology, everyone knows energy. You know, everyone knows what it feels like to be with someone they love or someone that the relationship feels easy with, or everyone knows when they're with family or friends and the vibe's really good and they feel good. Mm. You know what I mean? So we're all interacting with this energetic world, but we might not essentially know it, or we might not essentially be aware or be talking about it as much as us. But something that's been helping me a lot lately has been my microdosing experience. I've been using it and doing it for the past three months now. Um, My husband's been doing it for like two years. He's been like a very consistent regular and it's really changed his life and it's been powerful. You know, it's been really helpful for me and rewiring a lot of um, old patterns and really bringing it to my attention so that I can look at things. Um, and so I've really loved it. It's also brought this like lightness and joy to my life. That's been really fun and really pleasurable and really easy. So I'm really grateful for microdosing. Um, I did it with access Moody ceremony, which is a company that provides education and support and resources. You know, this isn't doctor advice for anyone. I think everyone will have Mm -hmm. to really figure out their own research and place to source this information and support. But for me, it's been something that's been really helpful. Very cool. Love that so much. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I've been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. 
Uh, there was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. So Krista, like, how does it look in your day? Like with your microdosing, how does it, how does it benefit you? Why do you love it? Yeah. So microdosing is like a sub-perceptual dose of psilocybin. So psilocybin is found in mushrooms and sub-perceptual means you can't really tell. So it's not something that will make you hallucinate or make you really feel it, but there is like a lightness or there is a subtle effect that each person will feel differently based on their needs, based on their body composition, based on their life and their, um, you know, current mental patterns and experience. So for me, what it looks like is I take, um, you know, a very small dose, probably three to four times a week when I'm feeling like I'm going to have a creative day or I'm going to be in nature or I'll, I'll be with friends. And I just make sure it's a time when I can be mindful of really what's coming up for me. And, um, this means I feel if I'm writing that things may become a little bit more easily, or this also means that if I'm going through something hard, that it can feel a little bit stickier because it's really coming up to be worked through. And it's really coming up for me to evaluate and analyze it and work with it. And it's really supported me in um, being more aware of my patterns and um, being more aware of sort of the um, thoughts that I have going on in my mind. And what it does is it helps your brain to take different neurological pathways. So there are well, yeah, there are well-trodden neurological pathways that your brain would prefer to take based on the energy expenditure. And this means if you are someone that, um, you know, doesn't really love your body, as an example, you'd wake up and be like, oh, my body, you know, I never feel good. or I don't feel comfortable. This mm-hmm. is something your brain is very used to that might've started at a very young age. And because you've continued to really use this mm-hmm. pattern, your brain will choose to take this path over any other. Right. And that's why it's so hard to really rewire our brain and, and make ourselves think positively or make ourselves change our thoughts. But with psilocybin, it can support you in creating a new pathway. So you may have that thought in the morning and then the psilocybin would support you in creating a new pathway where you can consciously say like, oh, I love my body. I feel good in my body. And then it's not as much energy expenditure for your body or brain to take that. So then you could hopefully start to rewire these pathways or rewire 
rewire. Re, re, re <laughs> it's hard. Rewire your brain. It is. Honestly, yeah. I was like noticing. I'm like, I'm kind of slipping there. Um, so that you can choose better thoughts. So you can choose better beliefs. I love that. That's so Super cool. cool. Yeah. We, did, we did an episode about microdosing. Yeah, yeah but I just love hearing your your experience with it. Like how it's like help really helping you and you can feel those neurosynapses, those learning, those new pathways coming online. It's really, that's really cool. It's very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I'm sort of changing subjects, but I'm just really curious. Um, since the two of you have become kind of conscious manifestors, right? Um, and even if you can recall a story, this might work even when you weren't a conscious manifestor, but do you have any cool manifestation stories? Anything that you were like consciously trying to bring into your life and then it happened in like an interesting way. I just love these kinds of things because the more proof we have, the more our listeners can start using this kind of stuff. Mm. I'm putting you on the um, spot. Take your time. I am, I'm, a, I'm a specific manifester in human design um, just for context. So when I learned that, I, you know, it was a very interesting um, thing to explore within myself, because I felt like if I was specific, I was afraid that if it didn't come mm. through like that, I would be disappointed or it would just kind of knock me off of, um, yeah, being attuned to what was coming in if it took different forms. So, but the specificity I've seen it, um, as of late in visions of what I see, uh, what I desire to happen, whether it's like in a meeting or it's mm -hmm. like on a vacation, or mm -hmm. maybe it's a time I'm spending with my family kind of more general, but I, I have a pretty powerful imagination and I've seen that translate the specificity there into my waking life. But I think the manifestation I think about most often is that of my partner. You know, I was seven, I was single for seven years. Um, he and I met back in 2012, um, when I was living in New York city, I was working as a bottle girl, bartender, waitress at all these different places, yada, yada, just kind of running amok and running myself into the ground. Um, and amidst that kind of like chaotic time, um, I met him and I remember like very specifically, like, whoa, like he's powerful. He's clear. Um, he would never drink when he would come to the bar. And I always thought I was like, you're such a loser. How lame, <laughs> you know? And now I'm like, so thankful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I was single for seven years and, and kind of following that, um, that time when I met him, I was very resistant to being with him during that time. And then, you know, during my single season, which I think is just such a powerful portal for manifestation. Um, mm -hmm. I went through every stage of, you know, being in the season, I was resistant. I was, um, searching outside of myself constantly. Mm. I was, you know, making up stories and really believing things about myself as to why I wasn't finding the person that I wanted mm. to be with. I was attracting people that were confirming how I felt about myself. But then towards the end of the season, probably like the last two years, I really understood the the portal that I was in, in order to get to know myself on a level that I hadn't yet. And so 
you know, I started to practice very simple things um, that were really intuitive. I didn't know why I was doing them. It wasn't necessarily something that I was like, yay, let's do this. But I just felt called to do it, like dating myself and taking myself out on dates, doing activities and things that I would normally do with a partner and really like be what I needed in a partner. Mm. Um, whether it was like the attentiveness, the presence, um, just finding the joy and gratitude in the little things. And, and I started to understand that, you know, and it's a little cheesy to say, but I think powerful and a concept that our friend Shalina Ayana um, brings through in a book coming up, but you are the one, you know, like right. you Absolutely. are the one that you've been looking for. And so when you're able to see and experience that within yourself, I believe that you then are able to see and experience right. that within another person right. when you see and feel and experience them as they truly are. Right. Mm -hmm. Before this period, I was wanting to change everyone I was with. Right. Even when I first met Sean, I was like, I need to change that and that and that because right. then I'll be more comfortable. Right. But now I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to change anything. Right. You know, it's like, because I know that I've accepted and really grown to love all aspects of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, so when he came back into my life, it was hilarious because I was like so clear and I was just like, I was almost like as direct as he was set, like nine years ago. And I just knew, and he was just coming out of a relationship, but I just knew. And I was like, you know, I'm not needing this to take off right now, but I just, I felt peaceful. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I've never felt that peace. And I feel like with manifestation, you think it's going to be these like fireworks. Yes. Of like, yes. oh and it's like the, the feeling of manifestation for me is like deep, deep peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, is that, that like, um, strategy and authority with yeah, I think it's manifestors. Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Peace is when you're in alignment. Mm, so funny. Projectors, it's uh success. Yeah. And for mm. generators, it's satisfaction. Satisfaction. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So peace. That's so fascinating. That's so cool. But it's true that level when you, when you finally achieve that manifestation, this is something that we just talked about recently. It feels normal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel yes. like, ah, like sometimes it can, it's really exciting, but it feels like what Abraham calls like that next logical step. It feels yes. like, of course, this is supposed to happen because my vibration has met this set point. So yeah. when it happens, you're like, yep, that's yeah. about, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. You know? So it doesn't, it's normally if you, and it happens for people where they manifest something crazy into their life and they literally can't believe that it happened. That's when your identity crisis starts to come in. That's when you can manifest something to take that away or whatever, because you haven't lined up with that, that manifestation. That's definitely happened to me a couple times, <laughs> but I want to hear um, Krista's, Krista's story. Yeah. I think for me, mine have been things that have felt like that where it's so, Oh, okay. That it, it, it's even hard to remember, mm. you know, I think my manifestations happen very easily in very small doses where I will see something and I'm like, Oh, I want that. And then a month later, you know, they'll want to work with us through the podcast or they'll oh. gift something or I'll go to a, an event and get it. Or, you know, a friend will gift something to me. I think 
when I'm finding myself just really easily attracted to something and I completely let go of the outcome of it happening, that's when it really, really happens for me. But right now I'm sort of, I'm a nonspecific and I'm sort of in a place of allowing my life to unfold the way it should and not being attached to the outcome and trying to like manifest at the same time. So I'm really just focused on trying to be in my vortex and my highest alignment as much as I can so that it will really manifest or attract the things to me that are meant for me that I might not be able to see. You know, because that's what I've realized is that my conscious mind can't always see what's best for me and can't always see the beauty of the opportunities that are available within our universe. So by allowing God to place what's for me in my life or be the director of my life, I think that's been some of the most magical manifestations that I didn't even know were possible. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific stories on that? Yeah, I think even almost 30, you know, we, I thought I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor because I loved movement. I loved community. I loved um, mm-hmm. music. I loved being a leader. And I thought that would be my path. I thought that would be my manifestation end goal of doing that. And um, when I didn't get both auditions and, you know, met Lindsay through the process, I was like, oh, almost 30 is my actual end goal. And my small mind thought that soul cycle was the manifestation that I was dreaming for. And I was doing all of the law of attraction. I was doing all of the process for manifestation that I thought you should do at that time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get it. And then, you know, almost 30 has brought me more joy and alignment than anything else really, really ever could. So I think that's my biggest example of that. I love that because it's true. Like you think you've got an idea of how it's supposed to go. Yeah. (laughs) And then the universe is like, we have something better. Just hold on. Don't worry. Like (laughs) we got you. We got you. Yeah. I love that so much. And I do want to say, Lindsay, you just spoke. I love how you called it your single season. I was just kind of reflecting on all of the things that you were saying and it is such, I mean, it's a beautiful metaphor for anything that you're trying to manifest into your life. Like once it becomes normal within yourself that you already feel worthy and complete without having that thing that you want, then it comes, right? So that's that goes with the partner, that goes with the car, that goes with the house, goes with anything else. Like as as you are living so deeply in content with who you are, right? Satisfied, peace, successful. If you're feeling that way already with who you are, then the rest of it, it has to come because the law of attraction makes it so like you are at that vibration. Therefore, those things have to come. So I just think the way you explained that entire experience of manifesting your partner was such a beautiful way of explaining it. And I love how you said that um, that the season of being single was really powerful for manifesting. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Because I'm curious what you meant by that statement. Yeah, I mean, this season... And I've spoken to hundreds of women all over the world who are in this season of their life. And I feel like there are so many temptations to like, to live outside of yourself, trying to get the love, trying to prove why you're never going to get it. You know, there's just this chaos that can ensue if you allow it Um, because it's a because it is a portal, because it is an opening, I feel like there's like a vulnerability there to like allowing in some really destructive behavior, destructive thoughts, destructive relationships. But if you are so present to what is here for you now, and I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, 
I just spoke to the group that I'm taking through this program a couple of weeks ago about dating yourself. And they, a lot of them took themselves out on like these really beautiful mm. long dates where they would go to the farmer's market and then they would like lay their, you know, picnic blanket out in the park and like have some of what they got at the farmer's market. They would read a book and then they would take themselves home and do a spa night, you know, just having this whole experience. And it's in this like inner quiet and in this like deep presence that I feel like we are spoken to, you know, where we can really, really hear our soul um, and how that's connected to manifestation. For me, it's been the just quiet confirmation, this quiet, um, clarity on what the next best step is mm -hmm. for me. Um, and just this, it's hard to describe, but it's just this inner knowing that yeah. it is on its way. And mm -hmm. I had many moments during my single period where, especially at the end where I was like, I don't want to look back and be like, man, I was miserable until mm -hmm. I found my person. I don't really want to have that be my experience because then I'm identifying this sudden happiness with being with a partner, which puts so much pressure on the partnership because partnerships are very, it's a real thing. It's the, it's the next step to your personal growth. It's like mm -hmm. the craziest thing and can be high, low, up, down every which way. And so if you're cultivating this balance within, you know, I just feel as though you are primed for mm -hmm. a manifestation to come in. You won't miss what is for you. Right. I love that so much. And yeah, that's such a great way of wording that. Like whether you're in a relationship or not, even if you're in a relationship or you have kids or, you know, busy job or whatever, spending that time to listen to your soul mm -hmm. is like really important. Like mm -hmm. that's how you can listen to those intuitive nudges or next steps or inspired action or whatever. That's where all of that comes from is that stillness. So I can definitely appreciate that. I mean, just imagining for me, if I was single right now, I, there would be more time for me to do that versus spending my time with my partner and my kids. So I can completely understand what you mean when you say that that is such a very potent, powerful time because your time is yours and you choose how to spend it. Mm -hmm. So like that. And I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine being a mom and like, you know, obviously you have your husband. It's just, it's a whole other responsibility. Yeah. Even, you know, I don't want to conflate like, oh, you need to do this for no, no, an hour. But like, <laughs> I definitely, I feel like even five minutes, you know, like five yeah. minutes of taking a walk outside, taking the fresh yeah. air, the sun, yeah. like could have the power to like, totally recalibrate you yeah. and remember what is true. So, you know, even if you are, you know, a mom busy, like I can't even imagine. So, yeah, but know that like a few minutes can make a difference. Well, it's that you need to make yourself a priority because that's what if moms are so good at, so good at making themselves the last priority on the list. We're experts at that. Um, but like, if you, if you make yourself a priority, suddenly everything else starts to get a little bit easier. So yes. it's like inserting that five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is that you need in your day can be game changing. Maybe it's microdosing. I don't know. Um, all right. I'm just looking at time here. Yeah. So we're, we're getting close to the end. I do want to ask you um, some rapid fire fun questions. If you guys are game for that. That's always fun. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So do, do we want to establish an order of who goes first and second, or do you guys just want to, we'll just wing it. It's up to yeah. You. Uh, yeah. I'll go first. Goes first. Okay. So candles, incense, or diffuser. Candles. <laughs> candles. Lindsay. Candles for sure. Candles. Love it. Love a candle. Uh, cats or dogs. Cats. Oh my God. Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this. This answer is so funny to me because I find that people are very certain. certain. Like they're just like dogs, cats. Like, I love dogs, but not as much as my babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, books or movies? Books. Books for sure. Books. Um, this is like kind of a hard one. I'm sort of putting you on the spot, but maybe favorite recent conversation or guest on the show. That's our dog in the background with the big side. Hello, Pop. I think one of my, it's not even on the podcast, but one of my favorite conversations I've had recently was um, with my friend who was, you know, I in a state of like conflict in certain relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of in my head talking about what I want to do and all these things. And I'm like, okay, this is my strategy, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, have you tried like being playful? Have you tried being in your heart? Have you tried not thinking about it so much. And it was just so powerful because I do think that all of us get in this state where we just mental our way through everything. I'm someone that does that. Mm -hmm. And it can be comfortable to do that. It can be safe to do that. That's usually the safest strategy. But by not doing that and getting in your heart as much as you can, that's like sometimes the best way out and sometimes the biggest opportunity for growth because you're actually doing something differently than if you would have just stayed in your head the whole time. Love that. Don't take it all so seriously and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. On the pod, um, I love talking to our friend Nikki Novo um, as of late. I think that was a lot, one of the last trips that I took to LA. And um, I think not only was the conversation just incredible and insightful, um, but it was really, really cool for me. And I think for both of us to see Nikki just step into mm-hmm. her power and her purpose and be so clear and in her bo- in her body. And it was pretty wild because we met her when she first kind of started her business and came on the scene. And I just feel like I was talking to like a whole other level wow. of Nikki Novo. And I just really, I really enjoyed witnessing it. I love that so much. We've got some friends that have been doing that too recently, like finally stepping into their calling. And we're just like, like so excited, like pumping them up as much as we can and supporting them. And like, we're just, we totally understand that. It's so fun. Um, Answer or fill in the blank here. The world needs more blank. I'd say meditation. The world needs more meditation. I feel like that just, it's been proven with his, with research, how powerful meditation can be. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. Um, The world needs a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think the world needs more, um, just, acceptance and honoring of who people are, where they're at. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
lovely energy love love the world needs more love love okay. more love um okay so something people are surprised to hear about you putting both of them on the spot so fun yeah. I think people think they do know me you know they know me from the podcast I share very openly about almost everything mm. but I think that there's more that I don't share so just I'm very open, but I'm also very private at the same time. So I think people mm-hmm. think that I'm just like open book. I just am so vulnerable all the time, but I also have a very private side to me. Got some mm-hmm. secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I think um, I think just the nature of what I do, I think people would be surprised that like I sometimes, I yeah, most of the time I feel most at home, like when I'm more in like a, introverted state, Mm. like a more Mm. of a hermit state. Um, and that's more just like, yeah, being by myself, you know, like just kind of being with my thoughts and feelings and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Uh, what's on your nightstand right now? On my nightstand, I have this Amazonite, which is this like turquoise stone that I've been holding every night when I've been sleeping. It's for aligning with your third eye and heart chakra. Wow. And it's just a really good protective stone. I really love it. It helps you step into your power. That's and then I have, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can say that so normally, like everyone has one. a crystal on their bedside table. Uh, this is a strategy. in my hands. I'm like, and then sometimes, <laughs> like last night I dropped it and it fell off on the ground. It was like, bang, bang, bang. I was like, oh. everybody's awake now um i also have alexis smart uh her flower essences by my bed so i drop some before i go to sleep Mm. those are really nice and then i have some of her room spray i'll have that by my bed and then i have a course of miracles by my bed right now which i've been reading before bed every night wow cool that's amazing (laughs) i don't think anyone's gonna be surprised to hear that that's (laughs) i know i was gonna say Um, I I need to clean it up because I have so many books. Like I, and I don't even like, I don't get through them all to be honest, but I feel very comforted having a lot of books around me. So right now the book I'm reading on my bedside is Holy Love by Elisa Romeo and Adam Foley. Highly recommend. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I also have like a little incense holder. So I'll just light that an hour before bed just to kind of like clear the room a bit. Yeah. Um, and I have a plant. So I just love having like something like that, that's, that's alive and I can tend to it um, kind of close, close to me while I'm sleeping. Love that <laughs> so much. Uh, favorite song right now? Mine is, um, I watch on YouTube Sunday service. So Sunday service is that collective choir. And I love the um, Adele Easy On Me remix. I think it's a lot in the morning. So that's just really beautiful. I love gospel music. I love, you know, Sunday service choir. Um, Mm. It's just really uplifting. It's like really beautiful, really uplifting, positive music. High vibe. Mm -hmm. High vibe. High vibe. I love that too. Um, I also love... um, I love just for my like very Zen mornings, um, Essie Jane. Um, 
one of her songs is Oh, I Love You that I really love. It's oh, just kind of like a mantra, mantra music. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make you cry. I love that. It's one of my favorite. It's just so simple. Yeah. It's so simple and beautiful. So beautiful. That's yeah. one of mine. I'm going to link that in the show notes for sure because it's like so good. It's really good. Um, I think I already asked you this, but maybe you might have a different answer, but it's your favorite alignment tool. I mean, you guys both sort of brought it up unless you have a different response. Yeah, I'd say nature. You know, oh, nature. I love that. Yeah. Does it without effort. You can just go into nature and you don't have to be like, I'm getting aligned or I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. There's no effort with nature. You know, nature just has this beautiful way of aligning us without even us trying. Yeah. yeah. That's really lovely and so true. I love um, doing something without like a, a tactical purpose, you know, like productive purpose, really. Like, yeah. like you know, playing? Yeah, like playing. Yeah. That's, that's what it's called. Yeah. I think playing. that's what it's called. <laughs> Even if it's like an activity that like, you know, freaking knitting something, I don't know, but yeah. like where the mind just gets to rest and there's no real thing I'm trying to do, do, but I'm yeah. doing and also relaxing at the same time. Yeah. Love it. Cool. And my last question is, do you have any advice for people moving forward with this for the type of listener that I think the majority of our listeners up until this point are people that may have started a little bit on their journey, but I think a lot of them haven't at all. So um, what type of advice do you have for that listener? Yeah, I think what I would say is that... um, you know, life will bring you the lessons for you at the appropriate time and when you're ready. And, you know, through all the lessons and things that I've gone through and things that I've learned and through all the hard times, it really has come at the perfect time when I was really ready to handle it. You know, I think that sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with the work or with fear or with some of the challenges that we go through as humans. You know, it's not easy on earth, in earth school, Um, but you will be equipped with all the tools and the support and the resources when certain challenges come up for you. So just trust that and lean into God and lean into your higher self and whatever support that you need from, you know, your angelic team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So lovely. Um, And I would just say, you know, we hear about this, like be present thing, but, you know, find your unique way of bringing yourself to presence every single day. And, you know, I, I feel like we are being given gifts and experiences and relationships every moment of every day in order to practice um, truly living. And sometimes I feel like our obsession with the future or the past just um, sabotages like what we're really meant to do here So whether that's like ecstatic dance to bring you to the present or gazing in the mirror or uh, being out in nature, like I just feel like that simple practice can really change your life. Well, cool. Um, I'm just remembering this right now, something that I totally intended to bring up and really pay attention to. So I don't know how much time you guys have and I don't want to, I don't want to steal your time. Um, But the accelerator, I want to give praise and gratitude for the accelerator. Um, so we felt so blessed Mm -hmm. to be chosen, um, as one of the, um, students that you, you chose. So I think was there 19 
of how many people that applied? 25 total that we had in this round. And yeah, we cap it at 25. It feels really good to be at that number. So we had 25 of you amazing people and you go through an application process and there's a you know background check that me and Lindsay kind of do to make sure we feel like there's a lot of potential and that you're committed to the journey. And it was lovely to have you apply and it was lovely to have you in the program. I feel like there were so many amazing souls and people that yeah. um, you know were really just willing to expand themselves and expand their opportunities within podcasting and even business itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We took it really seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, took a, like, we took a break from the yeah, show. Yeah. We shut the show down just for to like a few months just to do the course and then yeah. regroup. And we found, I know our listeners have come out and said like, you guys sound like, you know, amazing. Like so much better than the what you used to sound like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they're just like, we, we just can up hear, level. Yeah. They can hear the professionalism in the show now because yeah. of your guidance. Um, Lindsay did an audit with us and it was really intensive and you gave us a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we've used so many of the principles that you've suggested and it has changed things dramatically. Um, we were telling the ladies right before we started recording that um, I think we were around like between 50 and a hundred downloads on average per month, uh, before we started taking into effect all of the things that we've learned and not, we haven't even put everything we've learned. We put no. like a handful of things in, um, and we're already at, uh, I think last month was 1200, uh, downloads, um, so for the like month and it's, massive. and we're already on the trajectory to be, I think around 1400 this month. So like yes. it's growing really quickly and yeah. it's because of everything that you have taught us. And we know I'm like, Sam, I'm so grateful to have this. It's like the podcast Bible. Like you go back to it and like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can try this. We'll never not be able to answer. What do we do now? It's so true. Like we know it's all laid out. Like, okay, you're here, do this. Okay, you're here, do this. Like it's like perfectly structured. We need to repeat that exact thing for our testimonial. (laughs) (laughs) Does someone want to type it out? Learn and so willing to like, you know, do something and so willing to commit. It was really beautiful. And, you know, for anyone listening, we do this once a year. It's really special. It's a really special group of people. I think there's so much the benefit of our knowledge and information and resources and support and time. But then there's also the community, you know, the community that we have within it was just so incredible. And I think, you know, you're such an example of that. Thank you. But we, and we still have relationships from people from that community. Like we've developed some close relationships with people where we support each other in our growth. Um, but yeah, it was, and it wasn't just, you know, the how to and the masculine side of like, this is what you do. You led this meditation the one day that said, you know, to visualize the soul of your podcast and letting them tell, tell you what they need. And I had like a crazy experience with this. Like my podcast soul was this like beautiful pink bubble. And it was like, (laughs) you guys got to get your shit together. Like it was like really like intense. Like it was like, you know, you need to take me seriously because this is going to lead you somewhere. And I felt it really, really intense. I got shivers when I'm telling you this. So it's like, you know, it's, it's something that we realized, okay, like, you know, this is going to lead to more than we can imagine. And just having the structure and the support from what you do is you give the masculine and the feminine energy. And so that really for us is like so important Mm -hmm. to the evolution of our, of our show and really our lives. So like, Mm -hmm. thank you both so, so much for creating a container that's so beneficial to so many people. And I just, you know, if anyone's thinking of starting a podcast, you know, if I were you, I would start 
there because <laughs> they just give you so many resources that if we had known in the beginning, I feel like, you know, maybe we could have been along further, but again, it's divine timing. So we understand all of that, but it's just such a beautiful resource. So thank you so much for creating it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so happy you both were a part of it. It was, um, it was so, so powerful. And like, I just feel, you know, that group, especially the energy of that group was like, <laughs> really, really amazing. And I, I, I really believe in the power of like, who's meant to be there, like to support right. one another, to support whether it's a question someone asks and then you're right. like, Oh my God, I needed that. You know? Right. So the alchemy of the group was amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So where can everybody find you if they don't follow you already, which I'm sure most of them do, but if they don't, <laughs> Where can they find you? Welcome anyone that's new. Um, we're almost 30 wherever you listen to podcasts. We're almost30.com. That's A-L-M-O-S-T-3-0. And then um, we have our podcast accelerator happening in the fall. We're also going to launch a program alongside that if anyone wants to launch a podcast. So they have an idea. They want to oh, bring it. Beautiful. We're going to support people with that too. We'd love to have you guys as affiliates. So we will we will let you know about that. Okay, and then, great. Um, I have my life edit program, which is coming out and happening. So that's going to be really supportive of people. And then we have our membership enrollment opening later this year. So lots of things happening, but people can go to almost30.com and then almost30 podcast on Instagram as the main channels. Perfect. Cool. We're going to link all of that in yes. the show notes. Everything you just said is all going to go in the show notes. Everyone can just look down and, and see what, uh, what speaks to them. Um, is there anything else you want to say, Lindsay, anything else you want to promote or no, I'm just grateful. Thanks. Thanks so much. And I'm excited for, to meet your listeners. Um, and just to watch you all keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, it's really exciting and just serving, serving a really, a big purpose. So excited Thank to watch you. you grow. Thank you. Thank you. So it much. really is our pleasure. <laughs> we really do enjoy yeah. doing it. <laughs> Working in joy. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you both so, so much for giving us your time today mm-hmm. um, and for giving us that that container to grow um, in a way that we definitely did not expect. We were yeah. not looking for it. It landed in our laps and we were just so grateful it did. Did it though? I don't know. Our guides are pretty crafty. Um, <laughs> so thank you both so much. And as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, and we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. If you enjoyed what you heard, this is the point in the podcast where we would probably ask you to share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, or write a review. We would also probably ask you to check us out on Instagram at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at OurManifestationJourney.com, but we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. No, we're not like that. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What we would love to hear is how your manifestation journey is going. Send us a DM, email, or screenshot an episode and share it if it resonated with you. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. The music for this podcast is provided by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the incredible William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life full of joy and abundance, and we will see you next time on our manifestation journey.